0: What is going on, substackers, family, and friends? I'm out here in the park. Time for a park rant. And uh, you'll forgive me if every now and then I clear my throat for the pollen count is higher than Snoop Dogg at a Vegas buffet. I want to talk about my book a little bit. As y'all know, you read the post earlier. It is available for pre-order. And I thank you all who have already done that. And thanks in advance to those of you who were planning on doing it later. I wanted to talk a little bit about the book, the writing process, how the book got sold, all the juicy insider details. It's been overwhelming and wonderful, and frankly, I still can't believe that I was allowed to (laughs) write not only one, but two books. Actually, me and Trey did the math yesterday. Since the first book, three of us wrote it and the second book two of us wrote it i've technically only written five sixths of a book (laughs) but uh as far as technicalities go i've written two and uh and when i say i can't believe that they allowed me obviously uh it is true anyone can write a book but what i mean is that a major publisher (laughs) has put their faith in me once again uh to sell a book. <laughs> and uh, and again, thank y'all so much for all y'all do to support me in every single way. And right now, especially in pre-ordering round here and over yonder, a hillbilly travel guide. It was a blast to write. <clears throat> if you have somehow missed me talking about it on the past rants or the internet or whatever, it is a travel book. So how it came to be, um, was and and by the way, this is how long processes can take. And well, the book world's not really Hollywood, but I guess it falls under that. I, like we use the term Hollywood to just mean entertainment, so it's under that umbrella. But like, this is how long the process can be for some of those things. I sold this book, or we sold this book in. Um, I mean, it was the throes of the pandemic. You know, I think it was like. Yeah, like mid-2020 is when I was approached by my book agent, the brilliant Amy Hughes. And she said, hey, I've been talking to some people, and there is interest in you writing a book. And I was like, well, gee golly, that's amazing. Now, for context, good Lord, I'm out of breath, (laughs) y'all. This pollen's killing me. For context, around this time, uh, I had gotten a bit of a resurgence on the internet. Um, I had just created the buttercream dream. I'd had a couple post videos go viral. And so there were some book publishers that recognized that. And then when they found out that I had previously written a book, you know, I guess they were like, well, you know, someone trusted him to do it. Maybe he could do that. And so naturally I was like, Oh my God, yes, of course. Um, Now, had there not been a pandemic or anything going on, I still would have been very excited. But you must understand that the timing of this was serendipitous for me because um, before the pandemic, I made every single bit of my money, save for the first book that we wrote. But I made every single bit of my money from touring and touring was not legal at the time now <clears throat> i will say this i was in a pretty good position because i'm very blessed i'm very fortunate that me and 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 the boys had you know years ago set up an llc for well read and you know this is all insider bullshit but like however much money i make it a show i don't care telling y'all insider bullshit However much money I make at a show is not what I go home with that week. It all gets put into my corporation and then I take a salary and we leave money in there for a rainy day. Right. And uh, so I was very fortunate, but there was a point in the pandemic when it was like, this is, dude, this might last a very long time, which obviously it did. I mean, we weren't on the road for a very, very long time and money has a tendency of being spent on things and going away, especially when you don't have any more money coming in. And, um, to say I was getting scared might be an overstatement because I have always been blessed or possibly cursed, um, with an optimistic attitude In not in all things. And, and Hollywood definitely has tried to beat that out of me, you know, over the years, like, you know, we've, (laughs) we've had so many TV shows get right to the point of being made and never got made. And I think at first it sort of made me go, Oh, well, this is never going to happen. But now whenever I get, you know, told no, or somebody passes on something, my brain usually then goes to, well, that's okay. The next one will work. And that's really kept me healthy. But you know, I had just bought a house before the pandemic and so now I've got extra bills. I got a mortgage, we got this house to take care of and I'm not able to go out and make the money that I used to. So yeah, when this book offer came in, it was a saving grace. It uh it gave me, you know, comfort that so many people didn't have and I'm forever grateful for that. I was able to take a breath and I mean cuz dude, I was like As soon as I realized touring was done indefinitely, I mean, I started hustling on everything I could to try and make money. Because my only skill is being an entertainer. That's it, period. And, And there's like, there's several forms of entertainment that I do. You know, it's like I don't just do one thing. It's not just, I'm not saying the only thing I can do is stand up. That's not true. But everything that I'm good at falls under the entertainment category. And entertainment is usually something that is done live. And again, that was illegal during the pandemic. So I'm hustling. I'm making internet videos for the first time. That's what, you know, they say necessity is the mother of all invention. And uh, the buttercream dream was necessary for me to get something going, And I was, you know, luckily Cameo hollered at me and was like, hey, we love your character and your fans would probably like him to do birthday messages. And like, shoot, that pulled us out, you know, (laughs) and all sorts of stuff. But the book, you know, happens. I get this deal and uh, I was sort of nervous because I was like going to have to write a book by myself and I'd only ever written a third of a book. And my book agent then called me and was like, hey, I just talked to. You know Harper Collins, who ended up they they're our publisher. I'm sure you know who Harper Collins is. Not to brag, which is like I, I talked to Harper Collins, and and some of them weren't aware that you and Trey toured together, and were friends. And I got to tell you, I know that seems like not a lot, but that statement right there actually held so much weight for me personally because I anytime I get anything good in the back of my mind i always assume well it's because i'm friends with trey or they liked trey first and that's how they found me and i'm by the way fine with that you know for for the most part totally fine with that trey has opened up so many doors for me just being associated with him um and that's wonderful but I, i can't sit here and tell you that hearing oh my god you got this independently that was a big deal for me um That was a really big deal for me it meant a lot it was very affirming uh but they said they didn't know that and they were curious if you would like to write the book with trey (laughs) and it didn't take me long to be like only write half a book hell yes (laughs) i wasn't sure i didn't know if trey would be in though he had so many other things going on um and i called him and he was like yeah dude of course Now, when we sold this, I say we didn't sell the book then. This is when we get an offer to pitch them what the book should be. And so Trey was like, yeah, dude, I'm in. He's like, what should we do? And we, were, you know, we batted around the idea of like a continuation of the liberal redneck manifesto. And we both just decided, we're like, that's not the space I'm in right now. You know, that's not, I don't want to do that. Like, listen, obviously, both of our careers and politics are always gonna be intertwined because we've been outspoken about it, but that is not the whole of us. Um, It's what people expect to be the whole of us, but it's not the whole of us. Like, you know, I got into comedy to entertain, 100%. I consider myself an entertainer. I'm an entertainer who, we're both entertainers who at the end of the day are not shy about our political beliefs by any means. And we do, you know, find it necessary. I won't say important, but necessary to us to speak our quote unquote truth with the accent that we have, because at least in media, it is so rarely covered, (laughs) you know, like they don't ever show this side of the South at all. Um, but we both decided we're like, let's do something fun. Like, you know, obviously we're going to have to pitch it to them and they might say no, but let's, let's do something fun. Now, granted, when we're first having this idea COVID restrictions are in place and we started thinking about, hey, what if though, we wrote a book about our experiences traveling? You know, it'll be a you know a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's court. It'll be you know it's it's hillbillies who didn't just stay in their home county their whole life. They've actually gone and seen the country, and and we're like, yeah, that's I'm like that's great. And then we started thinking, and I had always told my family, I was like. I'm going to go to Europe one day. I'm going to go to the UK. I'm going to go to the homeland. And I was like, but I'm not paying for it. (laughs) I said, I'm an entertainer. I will figure out a way to get it paid for, whether it be I'm touring over there, doing, you know, a TV show or something. I was like, I'm doing that. And um, I have a way of talking things into existence. I guess it's called hard work and determination, but still. (laughs) And so I was like, yo, what if we went to Europe? And I mean, cause think about it, dude, like obviously two hillbillies traveling, that's a fun, that's fun. You know, that's sellable, but two hillbillies go into the UK, the, the most stereotypically unhillbilly place. I mean, come on, that's gold. And, and, and the why of it is right there. That's where our ancestors are from, you know, England and Scotland. So we pitched it. And I was fully expecting a big fat, no, guys, um, listen, the why we hired you is because we want you to do a political book. That's what we both expected. We then also expected them to be like, are you seriously pitching us a travel book during COVID? (laughs) Because like the America part we could have done without having to travel. We'd been to those places. You know, we could have done that. Now, it would have taken some heavy-duty recollection and hanging out for hours and hours talking about our trips, which obviously we did. That was part of the writing process. Um, but the UK was someplace that we'd never been, so that was going to require not only a trip, but a across-the-pond trip. And they said, we love it. And then, of course, the COVID precautions got brought up, and they were like, hey, well we will just have to wait and see, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, and you know, they eventually got lifted and we went over there and we wrote us a book and I'm so pleased. Um, it, I mean, to have that dream come true to, I mean, dude, like, you know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. I am just trying to explain my, my, um, state of mind in that like to be where I'm from to have a dream like I'm gonna have somebody pay for my trip to Europe and then actually come true is fucking awesome it's really cool you know and it's something that again not to toot my own horn but it's something that like when I'm feeling down or I'm having a depressive episode I just try to remind myself of that and I'm like dude that's fucking badass that's cool you know you and Trey did that shit that's amazing you know Even if the book does not sell, you fucking, you got it done, you know, which I do think it will sell, um, in large part to how many of y'all have pre-ordered it so far. And again, I appreciate it. So we did it. Go to the UK. Absolute wonderful experience. I can't remember if we had already started on the book before we went to the UK. I want to say that we definitely had, um, because there's a lot of pages, that had to be writ. Um, <clears throat> uh, just like the last book, we quote-unquote over-delivered. Me and Trey, for all our redneckisms, we are extremely verbose people, and um we usually say in a hundred words what a what somebody smart could probably say in <laughs> ten. Or we, I don't know. But by the way, that seems to people seem to like the way we write. But, you know, if you tell us to write 250 pages, every every, 10 out of 10 times, you're getting 375. That's just how it is. Just how it is, you know. Uh, And and obviously, some of that got taken away in the edit. But I've always been of the opinion of, like, write more and then take it out later instead of write less and have to add something. And um, to me, it's just like, I mean, this is how I've always been. The story's done when it's done. I'm not trying to hit, like, a certain number. Like, I write until what I was trying to say is over. And, you know, if I wanted to write 10 pages, but in my mind it was over at 7, it's going to be 7. Because I'm not adding anything unnecessary, but I'm also not omitting anything necessary. That's just how I be. So... Uh, I don't know how exactly it broke down, but there's definitely going to be some chapters in the book that are, you know, longer and shorter than the others, just cause that's, that's how it is. You know, it's like, there's some places that you just have more to say about, you know, like we were, we were super worried. Actually, it's like, dude, the back half of this book, when we go to the UK is going to be insanely longer because there's going to be just so much more that we want to talk about. And, um, I don't remember i don't think it's too much longer but it has to be longer because like it was a new experience you know what i mean like i could not quit writing about it and we had to cut a lot of it and uh not because it wasn't good but just because we literally were over our um limit so bad that we just had to cut some stuff that we were like okay does the book still make sense if this is cut if we answered no, then obviously it stayed. But if the answer was, well, yeah, narratively, this you could leave this out and the book would still read the same, we had to take it out. Um, I have gotten permission from the book folks that I can share some of that, that verbiage with you guys here on my substack. One in particular was the chapter I wrote on the Queen's Jubilee, which I was very fond of. I hated to get rid of it but it just it fit the bill of if we have to get rid of something maybe it's this um but i'm going to share it with y'all for sure i'll do the audio version as well um because i i loved it i've never you know i would have never turned it in if i didn't think it was good that's just how i roll there's some things that i turn in that later i realize oh maybe that wasn't it but i promise you at the moment i was like this is it. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, I'm pretty sure that we'd already started writing the book before we went to the UK. And that process, um, basically, you know, there's a reason that I wasn't touring. Trey continued to tour, which is his prerogative. But how how a book works in advance, I'm sure that you've heard of, you know, getting a book advance. Well, how a book advance works is they give you a large sum of money and basically to say like, hey, You have a year to write this book. Here's enough money that you don't have to worry about anything else aside from this book. Now, the first time we wrote a book, I took that money and we kept touring because it was like, well, I'll just double dip on this money. Now, granted, we were only given six weeks to write that first book, so it really didn't matter, which terrified me. But my dad said something that sort of changed my mind on the process. He goes, son, if they gave you a year, you'd still do it in six weeks. And yeah, he was probably right on that. But I decided, hey, no, actually, I'm going to take some time off and write this and uh, and be with my family and travel a little bit. And it was around this time that me and Amber were really trying to get pregnant. And so I was like, well, that'll work out if she gets pregnant, you know. And now I'm still kind of um, not touring as much because I just had the baby. And every single bit of that is because of, A, the book advance, and, B, honestly, maybe more importantly – All my readers here on Substack who support me and enjoy my videos and pay the $5 a month, I was able to go, okay, I don't have to tour. Touring is something that if I want to do it, I can. And frankly, I had gotten burned out long ago. I still love stand-up more than anything. And I'm definitely getting the bug back doing the shows with Leslie and stuff. But like, it was something that I was genuinely happy to go, yeah just for a little while i'd like to keep a routine and and stay home so me and my wife we traveled during this time um because you know i'm writing a travel book so i was like baby we can go anywhere you want you know and i'm gonna write this shit off <laughs> because i'm doing a travel book so we went to hell in georgia i wrote about hell and i think that in my opinion that might be the funniest chapter that i wrote in the entire book all completely true Experiences with the names omitted for reasons that you will find out when you read this, son of a bitch. Um, and we were... I, I, the schedule that we had put ourselves on was like... I don't know. We were getting through it pretty quick. We had all year to do it, obviously, and that was great. We had a lot of time, but we still sort of tried to knock it out. And the reason is, is because to me, that's not... When I say I tried to knock it out, I don't mean, ooh, I rushed it. But, like, I find when, I, when you're, and I think a lot of writers feel this way, when you're in the zone, you don't want to get out of it, you know? And so you just go, 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 go. So we were really, really, you know, and then, then we would take our time going back and editing it. Our, our book editor, Bessie Gant, is the best in the business. She's so great. The, the thing about Bessie, and I've been working with her for seven years now. The best thing about Bessie is Bessie is from the South, and so she totally gets it in that if you get somebody from the South editing something that someone from the South wrote, she understands when I say something that it wasn't a typo, but how I meant for it to sound or be spelled. Do you know what I mean? Um, And like, there's there's some people other on our team that weren't from the South, and so they would read things, and they're like, I don't, oh, you did this wrong, and Bessie would be like, no, they didn't. (laughs) <laughs> it's spelled phonetically for comedic value, you know, and, uh, and so on that, we got to take our time with it and shit. And I remember, I remember there towards the end when it was like, okay, guys, it would be great if you had it all to do or done by now, you know, that'd be, that'd be really great. And I was sort of getting nervous. Cause like I had almost hit a wall, you know, like it just, it just happens. Like you just, you're in a zone and then you hit a wall And uh, so what would happen was every day I would go out to the woods like I am right now and I would look for inspiration. I would just walk and I'd try to get out of my own head. And then usually what would happen is I would, some idea would come to me and I would immediately run to my car and I would get in my car and I would drive home and I would write down whatever that was. Well, on this one particular day, I remember, I had decided to go way far away from my car. I was deep in the woods. And all of a sudden, it, whatever it was, the inspiration for what I needed to write hit me. And I was like, holy shit, I hope this doesn't leave me by the time I get to my car. And I just decided, I was like, wait a minute. I can just write it on my phone right now. I can just jot some things down and I'll be damned. And I still can't believe I did this. I'll be damned if I didn't write literally 10,000 words that day on my cell phone, which really changed. My, and, I, and I thought it was the best shit I'd ever written. And, and it made so much sense to me afterwards because I was like, wait a minute. We're so used. I'm way more used to typing on my phone than I am on a computer. I mean, this feels normal. I mean, it's still the same keyboard, The words are the same. It doesn't, nobody knows that I was doing it while walking. And like the inspiration was constant and I just stayed in the zone. And uh, that's basically how I've written almost everything since then. It's just worked out for me. Um, And so we got it done and it feels both just like yesterday that the process started, but also a way, way long time ago because we were basically in a different America, but it's finally here. And I'm so happy um, to all of you. Who have pre-ordered it if you haven't i'm going to put a link in the description to this park rant but it means a lot obviously i'll be talking way more about the book in the weeks and months to come including some readings and some behind the scenes stories um i'm going to go back through and and read it i'm gonna to have to because i have to i'm gonna to have to read it for audible uh, and I want to make sure that I don't screw anything up. Cause like, even though it's my words, I read them a long time ago. I'm gonna go back and read it and, and try to remember the parts that were taken out and, and sort of, uh, oh, what's the word here? Um, oh my God, I'm sitting here talking about trying to sell a book and I can't remember words. I'm going to compare it to my drafts and see, what parts we ended up leaving out so that I can share those with you because like I said in my opinion we didn't leave anything out because it wasn't good we just literally had to leave stuff out Um, and so that's just how that is so I really appreciate all of you that pre-ordered thank y'all for continuing to let me live my dream I, I you know I genuinely when I was a kid like I think around the same time I Decided I wanted to be a comedian. I also decided I wanted to write books. I won the Young Authors Award in in uh, elementary school. It was always something I wanted to do. And then I did stand-up, and I thought that, like, well, you can't do both. Um, and I'm just so happy that you can. And that's neat. And I love y'all. And remember, um, if you can't afford the $5 a month, that's totally cool. You can still park here for free, baby. But if you can't afford the $5 a month, uh, that would really hit for me because uh, it'll give me more time to do Substacks, park park rants all the stuff that we do here and uh who knows might give me the time to write a book on spec <laughs> while we're i was i've been thinking about doing like a serialized um like not writing a book but like writing a a, a weekly story with a continuation on Substack. stack i've got a universe in mind but i haven't I haven't forced myself to sit down and and do it yet, but maybe that's coming soon. I'm sort of getting the the itch on that. And then yes, I know I keep saying it, but I swear to God, Colonel Cornbread is is coming back. I've had a hell of a two weeks. I've been slam bammed and uh frankly not in the greatest headspace <clears throat> until this morning when we announced the the new book and I got some amazing feedback and like that really did it. That was the dopamine I needed, baby. (laughs) So I love y'all very much. Take care of yourself. Reach out to someone that you had not talked to in a while. Tell them you love them. Uh, Hug your family if they're still here, especially your grandma, Uh, unless she sucks, in which case don't hug her. Don't kick her neither. That's a crime. But you know, just do whatever it is that you was doing yesterday. You know, if you're at work, um, I hope that if your boss sucks, he gets a mosquito bite, on the, the head of his weenie or her weenie or bud or whatever. You know, I shouldn't just assume that your boss has to be a man. I do assume if, that if they suck, it's a man. Um, and I hope that you hit the lottery and never have to go back. And you can just spend all your time reading and listening to the musings here at parttimefunnyman.com. This has been Corey. You can pre-order my new book, Round Here and Over Yonder, right now. Link in the description. Love you. See you. Bye. Skew.